the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Nah, man, you see how good I look? Nothing signifies that more than a pinch hitter winning a game. They shouldn't have played the old Golden Blue. Not this night. Yes, sir. Not this night. We don't pay attention to what happens, what goes on the outside. We just do our job. Welcome to Panhandle Sports Live, the premier home for all things sport in the Eastern Panhandle. He's across midfield. He's into the open field. Touchdown, Martinsburg. Towards the pylon. Touchdown, Washington. Hear from the coaches and players that make the Eastern Panhandle the place for sports in the state of West Virginia. This kid, he's got silver bullets. And it's a two-possession lead for the Appleman. Gets a high snap. Robinson trying to get to the outside. Makes a jerk move. Gets to the inside. Keyshawn Robinson. Touchdown, Cougars. Be a part of the conversation on today's show by texting at 304-263-4321. The throw not in time. Hedgesville's going to Charleston. Gavin Young puts the drive up 9-63-54. The Spring Mills Cardinals, 18-0 to finish the regular season. Now, live from the Hoppy Kerchival Building in historic Martinsburg. Get your popcorn ready. Panhandle Sports Live is on the air. Well, folks, the train does not stop as we continue the show on this 13th day of December 2023, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kerchival Building here in Martinsburg, West Virginia. It is Panhandle Sports Live, as you heard. From John DeVincent in the open, you can text us 304-263-4321 because your texts are always appreciated. Gentlemen, tonight on our family of stations is our first and second high school basketball broadcasts of the year. Martinsburg Girls Basketball here on WEPM and WCST. Berkeley Springs Indians Basketball over on Cool 92.9. As a texter says, I got my popcorn ready. Let's go. Here we go. You know, popcorn is one of like three things you're not supposed to eat when you're broadcasting because, you know, kernels get in your teeth yeah. and it's 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 a problem. It's what is it, popcorn, soda, peanuts, etc. Yeah. You know, the mm. there you go. Those uh the Tony Caridi diet. <laughs> <laughs> Those free concession vouchers at WVU games were a, a dangerous game back you, in the day. You draw the you know, that was the thing because you'd always have to like set up the gear, blah blah by the time you got your hot dogs ready for a baseball game. Because the go-to Luke Wiggs order at Milan, well, not Milan, at, at what is it, the Wag now? They're no, calling it the Wagner. No, it, it is not. Uh, at uh, Mon County Ballpark was two hot dogs, a Kit Kat, and a soda. And then you would right. just slam that like five minutes before you went on the air. And the first inning was always a struggle. There was only one person in three years of working in student radio at WVU that I saw get popcorn with one of those before a game. And it's exactly who you think it is. Uh, I'd shout him out, but I don't want to. He uh, doesn't deserve to and, be shouted out. And fun facts, uh, our family of stations, WVRC Media, got the rights uh, to broadcast the Black Bears when they began. That was when they were a short season rookie ball team there in Morgantown. Uh, as members of the media, we were given free concession stand carte blanche, which, you know, myself as a, what was I, like 13? And my dad knew not to abuse. We had a couple of engineers who will remain nameless that went through the first series, first series, and after that it was taken away. Because those That's guys were ordering like $40 of food a game. But I, I I digress. Parker Stone, we've got Berkeley Springs basketball tonight. Are you excited? Oh, yeah, of course. It's always a good time to see basketball back in the panhandle with Berkeley Springs. We talked with Coach Brenniger yesterday. And if you want to listen to any of that, you can go back to our Spotify page and check that out, our interview with Coach Brenniger. 
And I'm excited to hear and see what Berkeley Springs has to offer this season. We asked Coach, okay, you're losing probably two out of your three biggest shot takers from last year. Timmy Ross to graduation, Gavin Young to transfer. What What's your next steps from that point? And he feels pretty confident in his roster, and that's exciting to hear. It's exciting to see this roster put itself together. Because, I mean, two years ago, this team was a section champion and was a game out of playing in the state title and playing in the state championships, rather. So it's exciting to see how they're going to match up with the team against Hedgesville. On paper, you'd favor the Eagles, but again, this is one of the Hedgesville teams that we're looking at. Early on in the season, they have a lot of questions they have to answer themselves. So it's two teams that got a lot to prove to start this season, and we'll find out something tonight. And we've got girls basketball here on WEPM and WCST. Ronnie Fitzpatrick was a guest of ours earlier this week. You can find an article written at PanhandleNewsNetwork.com by our own Daniel Woods and find some of uh, the abbreviated uh, version of that interview on our Twitter page or X at EP Sports Network uh, as they mix it up with Petersburg tonight. Uh, that game's going to tip off at 7.30. And speaking of high school girls basketball, we're going to be joined by Hedgesville Eagle head girls basketball coach Matt Faircloth at the bottom of the hour. They've gotten off to a really interesting start, and uh, we certainly are excited to hear from him and uh, what the start of the season has looked like for the Lady Eagles of Hedgesville. But Daniel Woods... We got to take in some high school basketball last night. We were in attendance uh, and watched Spring Mills dismantle Millbrook 73-37. to Caleb Thomas finishing with 19 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, 4 blocks. Those stats brought to you by the Spring Mills basketball team and their Twitter account. Um, I saw a lot that I liked from the Spring Mills team. Caleb Thomas proved why he's one of the state's premier shot blockers. He dunked the ball four times while we were there. We left about halfway through the third quarter. Um, I was impressed with him. I was really impressed with the athleticism of Lakai Youth Smith. Probably needs to finish a little bit better uh, around the rim. Uh, Quazy, the point guard, my goodness, he was shifty. And, uh, you know, the Andersons doing well to make their presence known offensively and defensively. Two shooters off the bench, and then more came in after we left. So a lot that I like from that Cardinal team, especially since you know they're going to get better playing together as the season goes on. A lot to be happy with if you're Luke Samples or if you're a Spring Mills Cardinal fan. Obviously, Caleb Thomas is probably the most unique player in the EPAC uh, this year once again. And he showed why. He showed he can put the ball on the floor, push it in transition, score inside. Uh, I was really impressed with his way ability to drive and finish through contact, split some defenders a couple of times. Uh, that was something I was hoping to see from him, and we saw last night. Uh, like you said, um, a champong uh, running the point was, I mean, a revelation. Just really quick with the ball in his hands, knocks down – a, a flat-footed three about as el as well as anybody on that team just catch and shoot from a, a, a raw shooting perspective um, and and did it from deep range a couple of times. So he was really impressive. And then uh, Lakayu Smith as a floor spacer is going to be really important to this team, and he did everything that he was asked last night. Again, a guy like that that can finish above the rim in transition, you would like to be a little more consistent at the rim than he was last night, but that'll come as the season goes on. I mean, we talked to Luke Samples before the season started, and it's only been a couple of years that Lakayu Smith's been playing organized basketball. So if that can develop, and we heard him, or we, we talked to him before the season, and he said, there's only one senior on this team, and it's none of those starters. So it's, uh, it's still a work in progress, I think, for Spring Mills, which is a pretty scary thing because this is already a dangerous team. The Ryan Miller era also began at Washington last night. Parker Stone able to catch just a, a brief portion of this game, thanks to our friends at Home Team Sports. 
Um, and the starting lineup was something that surprised me right out the gate. Uh, Christopher Dolman, of course, and DJ Bordley, we expected to be uh, the backcourt for this team. Both McCarthy's got the start, and then in the middle it was Chet Gore. George mm. Welty comes off the bench, played very well in the in the minutes that he had in the second quarter. You also got to see Machado come in and Barry. This team has significant depth uh, behind Dolman at the point guard position, which is good to see that he's not going to rack up you know a ton of mileage here in the month of December. They beat a South Hagerstown team that's in the midst of a rebuild of their own, but you know Washington was able to after a little bit of a slow start, kind of shake off the rust, get things going, and win the game by 20, 20 plus points. You know, and I was having this conversation with Daniel, and I think you'd agree. You know, we've gotten to see either in person or watching them, you know, and again, shout out to home team, every team now. And it's hard to tell, you know, who the worst team in the conference is going to be because all of these teams are starting the season with a pretty high floor. Yeah, I think so. And I, I, again, I like what this Washington team is presenting on paper right now. They're young, they got guys who have a lot of potential in them. You look at the core. I think what Coach Miller's wanting to build this team around the next few years is going to be Chris Dolman at the point, DJ Bordley on the wing, and Chet Gore in the middle. I think this is that's the three core players on this team that are going to be leaned upon for the next few years to come. And you mentioned a guy like George Welty. That's a guy, that's a piece that you have that can be versatile. If you want to go big, you move Chet to the four, put George at the five. And if you want to go small ball, put the McCarthy brothers in. That's versatility in your lineup, depending on who you play. And that's so important in high school basketball. If you have seven, eight guys that can actually go, then you got a shot to win any game in the conference. And you mentioned the depth in the conference this year. It's tough to pick a team and say, okay, maybe they're a half a step, or maybe even if we take it another level, a quarter step behind the rest of the pack. There's so many things to like about each and every one of these teams coming into this season. It's again, it's it's December. I don't want to crown anybody in December at this point. I think it's again way, way, way too early to do that. I think we're going to get a clear picture probably start of January, potentially maybe like middle of January where things stand in this conference. But every team's got something I really like. It all comes down to the matchups and well, who shows up when it's time. And again, high school basketball tonight on uh, Cool ninety two nine. You'll have uh, Berkeley Springs taking on Hedgesville. That game tips at seven thirty and a seven thirty tip. For high school girls basketball as well here on WEPM and WCST as the Martinsburg Lady Bulldogs will take on Petersburg. You're not going to want to miss that. We'll take a break. When we return, guys, is Shepard women's basketball back? And the Washington Wizards have a new home. We'll talk about that in just a moment. You're listening to Panhandle Sports Live. Mix up your sports coverage with Panhandle Sports Live. Heard on the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Sports Live. You can text us 304-263-4321. As we mentioned, we've got high school basketball tonight. Uh, we've got some really exciting, how, how should I put this, not Panhandle News Network sports related content that's coming over the next couple of days. If you want to see um, our fine stable of announcers mix it up with uh, some of the best high school talent in the country. We'll tell you a little bit more about that. Well, if we have time at the end of the show, we'll talk about it. But if not, we'll talk about it tomorrow because we've got a really cool broadcast opportunity for a prep high school tournament that's in the area. Uh, but, fellas, we also have uh, Shepherd basketball getting back into full swing as the Rams will hit the road next week, early in the week, uh, to travel up to um, northwest Pennsylvania. They take on Slippery Rock on Monday, Edinburgh on Tuesday, and we're going to carry both uh, of the men's and both of the women's games on that trip. It'll look something like this. On Monday, we have some early basketball, 3 o'clock women's game against Slippery Rock, and the men will play at 5. 
And then the day after that, it's even earlier, 1 o'clock in the morning for the women's basketball team. Not in the morning, in the hey, afternoon. I was about Whoa. to say. That would be neat. Whoa. That would be really Midnight neat. basketball on WPM and WCST. <laughs> Come on WPM in. WPM after dark. And then uh, the men will play at 3 o'clock. You can hear those games here. Um, we're going to be making that trip. It's going to be a ton of fun. But the women's basketball team played uh, in matinee basketball yesterday. 1 o'clock, they took on Cheney, and they beat them 79-54. and scoring by Peyton Grant, who goes for 26 points. As we're starting to see the pieces fall into place for this team, you had so many new faces, and it was interesting to watch Coach Kaufman try to work through the rotation while trying to be competitive in games while also trying to figure out what needed to go in what spot. Guys, through the first couple of games of the season, I want to get your takeaways because for me, you know, Peyton Grant has taken a step up from a season ago. She's starting to be able to create her own shot, and she's starting to become a problem. I mean, the fact that she's scoring this well and, you know, as much as she's being keyed in on defensively, averaging just under 12 points per game and shooting 47% from three, she's very good. Leela Copeland can get to the rim. You know, she takes a lot of tough shots to try to get this team back into games. You'd like to see her efficiency numbers go up, and the same for Sydney Bowles, and I would expect that to happen as the season goes on. Kara Wenner and Kamaya Bowman have both been fantastic freshmen for this team. For Wenner, she's been their best floor general. She leads the team in assists, and she's starting to really come alive um, on the offensive side of the floor. And then Bowman is, by a mile, the best offensive rebounder on this team. She's got 15 through seven games. Nobody else has more than eight. It's a good sign to see that of this top six or seven players on the team, three of them have been recruited by Coach Kaufman, and three of them have multiple years of eligibility, Parker Stone, as we start to build uh, and try to reshape this program. There's a lot of young players that are capable of doing that. And this is how you rebuild a program. This is the perfect blueprint that Coach Kaufman is following right now. Get in young players, get recruitment of players that you can have to run your scheme and that are talented, and go from there. It's being followed to a T, and it's finally coming together in some pieces. We were waiting patiently last year of when is this going to come together. Again, it was very late in the process is when Coach Kaufman got brought in last year. A lot of missing pieces for her first year happened. Not a full recruiting class and not everything you want to really get a really good first year. Now we see the pieces come into play now. A full year with this team. A full recruiting class. Things that you need to have to be a successful college basketball coach. And it's coming together. You see players that are stepping up. Grant is fantastic. Six of ten from three in this game. That's fantastic numbers. You see Copeland, who's been a great addition. You see veteran leadership from Bowles, from Miner as well. You have a good mix of veterans in there that can really help establish the culture that Coach Kaufman wants to bring. And young players that buy in as well. So when you have a young core like this, you can prime them up for maybe a year, two years down the road. You can make a run in the conference tournament, potentially, if you have the right pieces together. Again, I, I think Coach Coffin's building this program right, and she's doing a great job. And I think that there's significant depth. You know, this was a team that struggled to, to have much of a paint presence last year, Daniel. I think, you know, in the offseason, Bowles has gotten a bit stronger, bringing in Bowman, Bowman helps, excuse me. Uh, and Katie Christ is also really going to develop into a quality big for this team uh, to accent the guards that you have. And I think that there were some frustrations last year. Peyton Grant had to play the point, and that's not her primary position. And then this coaching staff said, you know, we want to go out and get her somebody that can move her off the ball and allow her to score. Copeland has done that. Wenner has done that. Jordan Carr has taken a step up, and she's done that. Um, you know, this team has, you know, good depth and good places. Uh, you're right. I think the most impressive addition to me to this point has been Carol Wainer running the point uh, for this team. And 
it really is one of those situations where she's come in as a freshman and not looked like a freshman, uh, kind of one of those wise beyond her years type of players running the point. And she doesn't do a ton scoring the basketball, but she keeps it moving. She gets you into the offense. Uh, like you said, she leads this team in assists. Uh, so that's that's been the most impressive addition to me. But then you look in the front court and uh, Carmaya Bowman is just consistent in what she does. She rebounds the basketball. She runs to the rim. She's an athletic presence in transition. She can finish at the basket. Uh, and then, uh, like you said, Katie Christ is maybe a step behind on, on the developmental curve, uh, but she is a little bit of a different player, too. She can stretch the floor a little bit. We've seen her show the ability to put the ball on the floor some. Uh, so what's impressed me with this class coming in is – it's it's a diverse group in terms of skill set, but they also all fit within what Julie Kaufman wants to do with this program. So those three in particular uh, are the ones that have maybe made an impact at the biggest level to this point. Uh, but somebody that stood out to me in the handful of minutes that I got to see her play against West Virginia Wesleyan, and then she goes out and plays 20 minutes last night, is Cassidy Rhodes, who we haven't seen a ton of this year. Um, but I, I was impressed with what I saw from her early in the season in that game against West Virginia Wesleyan, which didn't go the way you wanted it to for Shepard. Um, but she comes out last night, knocks down a pair of threes. She's got a little bit of Peyton Grant in her game, I would say, uh, and I think has a pretty high ceiling as, as a defender. So uh, another 3 and D option for this team moving forward. I've been really impressed by this freshman class uh, for Julie Kaufman this year. The question that I had after seeing this team early in the season was these freshmen are going to be good at some point. Are they ready for the roles that they're going to have to play this year? And I think we're starting to see seven games into the season. We're starting to see those younger players step up into those roles and be able to fulfill them a little better than they were a few weeks ago, which is all you can ask for at this point. And again, the women's basketball team takes the trip with the men's team this weekend uh, up to Northwestern Pennsylvania Slippery Rock, 3 o'clock for the women, 5 o'clock for the men on Monday, and then 1 p.m. for the women, 3 o'clock for the men against Edinburgh on Tuesday. Really quickly, guys, like I said, I did want to touch on this because I'm sure we're not going to have a lot of time later on in the show. The Washington Wizards and Washington Capitals are going to relocate, it appears, after their lease expires with Capital One in 2027. They're moving to Alexandria to Alexandria's Potomac Yard neighborhood to an 8 million square foot campus site that uh, is being built as we speak. Does this move the needle at all for the Washington Wizards or Capitals being able to attract free agents or anything like that, or are we just wasting our time here, Park? I mean, the biggest takeaway I had from this is that I think that the plan is to move the Commanders into D.C. I think this is what this means, and if that means that the Wizards and the Caps are going to go play in Virginia to open up space potentially for that, I think that's what this move means more than anything else. We maybe are getting some traction with the commanders maybe playing back in the nation's capital. Any thoughts to add to that, Daniel? It's probably just a tax move at the end of the yeah, day. Pretty is it much, not? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You're, you're absolutely right. And the Wizards continue to play bad basketball, and the Capitals uh, continue to try to compete with an aging roster. We've got a break to take. When we return, we're going to be joined by Hedgesville girls basketball coach Matt Faircloth. You're not going to want to miss that. You're listening to Panhandle Sports Live on WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. Want to revisit an episode of Panhandle Sports Live? Follow the Panhandle News Network on Spotify today. And you can text us 304-263-4321 as we welcome you back inside the Hoppy Kirchville building. 
Panhandle News Network is going to be your home for EPAC boys and girls basketball all season long. And one of the teams we're excited to feature are the Hedgesville Eagles, the Lady Eagles, and their head basketball coach joins us on the phone right now. It's Matt Faircloth. And uh, coach, second season at the helm. You starting to get comfortable there in Hedgesville uh, standing on the girls' sideline? Yeah, I mean, these, these girls have put the work in in all seasons. It's fun when you see, you know, young ladies and, and all the hard work they put in and start to come to fruition for them. Well, Coach, well, you know, what's kind of been the difference and, and talk about what went into that offseason? I mean, you guys have reached your win total from a season ago through your first two games of the season. You know, impressive performances offensively and defensively. I mean, where has this team improved the most? I think the, the most is the confidence. Last year, you know, probably over 80% of our program had you know, never played organized basketball. You know, teaching the fundamentals and, and, and the basics and, and really uh, honing in on them this all season has included the shooting, the fundamentals. And that's where we've grown a lot. And, you know, the experience that a lot of got last year, you know, we went out room to the Wolves with a tough schedule. And, you know, they learned on the fly. And now that we got to go into an all season and actually, you know, really, really work need to work on. I think it's starting to uh, get it's starting to get better than where we we want to go. Certainly. Uh, well, Coach, I'll tell you what. Let us give you a really quick call back. I apologize. I think we've got a, a bad sell line with them. Uh, but, Daniel, can you kind of touch on what we reestablished with Matt Faircloth? You know, getting a second season, full season, to being able to go from teaching your scheme to really letting it settle in as a head coach. Yeah, that level of comfort is is a big deal uh, when you move into season two. And we've heard Ronnie Fitzpatrick talk about this uh, when we talked to him uh, earlier. You You get in. You have the system set up. You can just, when you have returning players uh, that have done what you've asked of them already, you can step back in and it's it's like riding a bike just a few months later. You're, you're right back into it. You're able to just move forward. It's all muscle memory at, at that point. And in, in the game of basketball and sports in general, muscle memory is, is probably the best thing that you can have uh, as a first step towards success. So at the end of the day, being able to, move in and be aware of what you, what's expected of you right away is a really big deal. And certainly, and Coach, I apologize. We, we've got you back now. I, I wanted to ask you as well about the performances you've gotten early from Gracie Brown. She played a lot of minutes for you last year. Can you talk about her her game has evolved from year one to year two? I mean, Gracie for us, I mean, everybody knows, you know, you see what she does in volleyball and, you know, last uh, softball season, you know, she, she's probably one of the best female all-around athletes that, you know, we've, we've probably ever seen at Hedgesville High School. I mean, there's not anything that she really can't do. She's long. She's athletic. She can handle the ball. She can shoot. She can get up and, you know, she can put pressure on point guard just because of the way she moves. Um, and, and, you know, she protects the rim. Uh, you know, right now she's averaging, I think, two or three uh, blocks a game. And, you know, right now I think she's also averaging right around 12 steals a game. So, for us, I mean, she's – She's the engine. She gets it driving, and uh, everybody else speaks off of her. Well, Coach, right now you're going through a lot of your out-of-conference schedule right now. you got Berkeley Springs coming up on the 18th of December, Preston coming up on the 22nd of this month. You really kick things into gear in conference play at the start of the new year. So how's the importance of getting through the non-conference been for your team so far to prepare and get everything open for what a lot of people are tapping as a wide-open second spot a lot of people think in this conference right now? 
Yeah, I think for us, it's you know, each night we go out, we want to get 1% better. We want to, you know, like last night we went down to King Abdullah Academy in Herndon. And, you know, last night we didn't really get into our pressure too much. Last night we really wanted to work on our zone defense and, and try to get better at that. So for us, each night in the non-conference, we're looking at something that we really want to go out and we really want to work on to get better because at the end of the day, you know, we want to win games. We want to do, you know, we want to be have a good record and have extremely good season. But at the end of the day, for us, it's getting better at what we need to get better at before we get into, you know, an EPAC conference that's going to be top to bottom. I think anybody can win any night. Uh, so for us, it's just getting 1% better each night on, on the things that we see that we're, you know, we're either – you know, a little bit behind in or things that we just extremely need to work on. Uh, with As far as that message goes, uh, how how do you, with this team, go in each day and practice and kind of balance that uh, with these girls and keep them locked into not only preparing to go out and win games, but improving day in and day out and taking those steps forward from a developmental process? I, I mean, for us, uh, you know, that's that's our thing is get one percent better each day and you know when we go into practice you know if you come in and watch one of our practices it's it's intense um i mean we get after it you know because at the beginning of the year right before you know we started this thing i asked them what is what's the end goal what what do you want out of this and you know for a long time hedgesville girls basketball has been down it hasn't been competitive it's you know, finished in the bottom you know a lot of the years but back when i was in school hedgesville girls basketball was was the program and for us you know when i asked them that and they say they want to they want to compete for a sectional they want to compete for a regional and you know these young girls because when we're really young they want to they want to make a state run and so when you as a coach when you hear that there is no days off there are no easy practices there are no hey we didn't rebound well tonight we didn't put pressure well tonight everything counts And, and i think for them they bought into what we're trying to do um, and you know, they come to work every day. Like I, I'll tell you this, uh, you know, I've been coaching girls basketball. This will be my fifth year. This, this group here might be the most intense group I've ever had. Well, uh, coach and building off of st- establishing that culture of intensity, you know, last season wasn't necessarily the season that I, I'm sure you and the program wanted, but you, you look at the seniors that you had in Fouch and Van Dyne and Laughlin and Copenhaver. I don't think anybody at any point doubted the effort of, of last year's team. Can, can you talk about, you know, the unsung heroes, if this program is con- able to continue to build and, and, and reach the success that you guys want to have, you know, you got things started last year with a, a senior class that, you know, didn't necessarily put up flat flashy numbers and win totals, but really help to start to stir the pot and build that uh, that culture of intensity that you're looking for. Is that a fair assessment? Yes, yeah. I mean, those, those four last year, you know, they, they they dive on the floor for loose balls. They competed on defense. They, they went out and did everything that I ever asked them. And, you know, we always tell our seniors, leave it better than you found it, establish the new baseline, and that's where we move towards. And I think those four left it. You know, as we got we got better as the season went on last year, it was just we were we were a little behind, and that and that's okay. Uh, so this they passed it off to this young group that was left behind, and for us right now, I mean, you know, the Jasmine Brown, Jasmine Brown is probably our, you know, one player that you know you when you look at the statistics, you know, she's got, she's had eleven points, and I think she had eight or nine last night. And she you don't really see her pop out on the on the stat sheet. Jasmine Brown is our true leader. Uh, she comes in with the same mindset every day. She gets the girls locked in. She, 
she's that one that takes a back seat to, you know, Gracie and Maggie just to benefit the team and, and plays her role. And, you know, there, there's a lot of girls like that on this team. And, you know, Natalie Yates is another one. Natalie flies around the court at 100 miles an hour 100% of the time. Uh, you know, she's the, she's our energy girl. And, you know, she dives on the floor for loose balls, takes charges. And, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to build. I want, I want girls that want to come to work, want to grind, and just want to play with effort. Sometimes what we look, we we get lost in is, oh, we, we don't have really good basketball players. Well, effort can make you a good basketball player. You just got to do it within your role. And I think that's what we're trying to do out here is, you know, find role players and everybody get in your role. And if everybody buys into the role, this is going to be a successful run for us. Well, Coach, you know, for teams that aren't accustomed to the style of play that you want this team to achieve to, offensively and defensively, how should we expect the Hedgesville Lady Eagles to play uh, th this year? Uh, for us, I mean, last year we, you know, I don't think we had the team that uh, we could really get out and, you know, get full court pressure on you and, and get out and run. This year I'm not going to limit them in what we can do because I think we got the athletes and some girls that can really go. So we're going to be – we're going to be up in your face. We're going to we're going to look to run. We're not going to look to settle the ball much unless we have to. And for us, defensively, it's going to be pressure, 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 and and let's go have fun and compete. That's the biggest thing for me. I want I want these girls to go out and develop the mentality to compete every single night and give yourself a chance to win the game at the end. Absolutely. Well, Coach, before we let you go, and we're excited to call uh, a handful of your games this season, we, we got to take in over the weekend the, the little invitational that the, the Hedgesville boys team had. Are, are, should we expect you guys rolling out the carpet and turning off the lights and having a light show when you announce the starters, or is that not really your M.O.? Uh, I'll tell you this, you know, it, uh, the girls, you know, we talk about it. They're, they're not into that. They just, <laughs> like, I tell it all the time, like, you know, most of the time the girls are the ones that want it, you know, that flashy stuff. But at the end of the day, these girls are blue-collar workers. They just, hey, let's turn the lights on, let's go play basketball, throw it up, and let's go. Absolutely. Well, Coach, I'm excited to hear that, and we're excited to cover your team this season. We really appreciate you giving us the time this morning. No, I appreciate everything, folks. Absolutely. Well, that's uh, Matt Faircloth, the head coach of those Hedgesville Lady Eagles. I like that. Let's let's turn on the lights and That's play. That's a lunch pail mentality right there. <laughs> I like it. Well, there's a bunch of different ways to build competitive rosters and a bunch of different ways to win games, Parker Stone. And, you know, the way this team is put together, two sophomore guards and, and Maggie Boyer and Gracie Brown who can get to the rim, they can score. You know, I'm just looking at two games of stats that you can find right now for Hedgesville. And Gracie Brown's stat line is 23.5 points a game, 15 rebounds a game, five assists, 11 steals. So she's special. You put Boyer next to her, and then you've just got an army of upperclassmen who are, like he said, lunch pail, blue collar, you know, dirty work girls that can, you know, get you eight to 10 points a game, but also play a high level of defense. This Hedgesville team, and I want to be clear, despite the fact that they only won two games a season ago, they were not a pushover. They played hard for 32 minutes a night. And now that they've taken the next step in terms of talent, they set early on a very solid floor in this conference, and they don't want to be the floor anymore. They want to continue to rise up. they got a couple of pieces that can do that. Absolutely. And if when you hear Coach Faircloth talk about this team being tough, going out, playing hard, that gives me the thought that this team can really compete. Because we, we've had the conversations, it felt like, for the tail end of last week into this week, we think really that second position behind Washington as the favorites to come out of 
this region and go to the state championships in Charleston is wide open. And I think it really is. Musselman's had a fantastic start to their season with Coach Potter coming in. Spring Mills has some question marks any day answer with new coach, a lot of new players coming in to play for that team this year. And with Hedgesville, I don't think there's that many questions that we need to ask because Coach Faircloth's back. This roster is young. A lot of those players are back from last year. And they've obviously taken a step up. They've won as many games as they had the entirety of last year. There aren't questions that we need to ask opposed to other teams in the conference with Hedgesville, which gives me confidence to say this is a team that can compete for that second spot. I'm looking to see them maybe take that next step. They were ousted in the first round of the sectionals last year. Let's see them win a game in sectional play. Let's see them take another step. And I, I think if they play hard like this and they're able to get some wins in conference play, I think we can confidently say this is a team that can compete. And it all comes down to that. And then from what we heard from Coach Faircloth, this team's taking that next step, and that's always impressive to see. Well, and Daniel, and I know this is a careless comparison to make, but it's one I'm going to make. You look at Wheeling Park last year. And it was a team that had underclassmen guards that played together year in and year out and now have become, you know, with Bordas, uh, one of the best tandems in the state because they got that playing time early. You know, they got a lot of shots up. And by the time they're juniors and seniors, they're playing at a high level of basketball. You're right. And as you look at what you have to do to develop a program, particularly when you're relying on younger players, that's all you can ask for. Go out there, play the minutes that you're given. There's going to be mistakes along the way, uh, but at a certain point, hard work is going to get you where you want to go if you're willing to put that work in. And it seems like at least year over year, that's the way we're starting to trend with this Hedgesville program is you are able to surround the young talent that you have with, uh, like Coach Fairclaw said, girls that are just going to go out there and play hard with the minutes that they're given. And uh, like I said, that's all you can ask for. And... It seems like that developmental mentality over the last now going on two years as, as he's into his second season that has been implemented uh, under Coach Faircloth is is starting to pay off because you're starting to see those dividends already coming through just in the first couple of weeks of the season. Well, we've got one more break to take. When we return, we'll get Parker's picks. We'll wrap up the show for the day, and we'll once again reset our broadcast schedule uh, for the next couple of days, maybe get the chance to talk to you about the, the really unique high school basketball opportunity that we're going to have over these next couple of days. You're listening to Panhandle Sports Live. It's Panhandle Sports Live. Follow our socials for updates on live broadcasts of local games. Welcome back. Final segment of Panhandle Sports Live. As always, you can text us 304-263-4321. Your texts are always appreciated as we get into the swing of things for high school boys and girls basketball. And we also get into the swing of things for Parker's Pick. Yeah, well, that's called beginner's luck. Luck, 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 luck. Yeah, I like to call this my lock of the day. Prove it, it's never fails. Never failed once. We were three away from greatness last night. Tough, tough, tough. Luka Doncic was one short. He, I think that's what uh, Butler said in, in the uh, the national championship game against Duke. One three short. One three away from greatness. Hey, but you know what? It didn't go in. <laughs> it didn't go in. Doncic gets three. The line was three and a half. And the Mavericks ended up beating the Lakers last night, 127 to 125. Porzingis started off pretty rough shooting last night. Again, my favorite Latvian Celtic of all time. Was able to get his two in the Celtics 120-113 to win over the Cavs. And Devin Booker able to get his. We called for him to get over. He was due for it. He was able to get three 
Three pointers last night in the Suns, one nineteen to one sixteen, went over the Warriors. Which he's having an MVP caliber season. Booker's nice with I it. I still would give it to Tyrese Halliburton if the season ended today, but Devin Booker's in the top four, and he's doing this despite the fact that Bradley Beal's not playing well. What a shame! Well, he I'm played sorry. last night, and Kevin Durant didn't play. So the the Suns. Big three, if you want to well, use that terminology. Like the Nets. They like haven't played the, a game together. Say, they've played like eight minutes together this season, right? <laughs> yeah, they haven't played a game. It's uh, it's insane. Hopefully they get to play together and we don't have another Brooklyn situation. But we're going to turn to a little bit of a mixed bag. It's Wednesday. Not a lot going on. Very much going on in the world of sports today. So we're going to turn to today's lock. I'm going to go Creighton with the win over UNLV. It's just Creighton's playing good basketball. They're number eight in the country right now. I think they take down UNLV in this matchup. Also, I got Florida Atlantic covering large number, 23.5 points spread against Florida International. But I'm, I'm all the way in on Florida Atlantic. I think they're good. They're ranked 15th in the nation right now. I think the Owls are good. Of course, they had a big tournament run last year. I think they're able to handle Florida International, and they take down the Golden Panthers, I believe, is their mascot, if I'm right. Don't ask me. I th- sorry, sorry, what are the teams again? Florida International mascot. I, I believe they're just the Panthers. Are they just the Panthers? Find well, out. Be well, pretty cool if they were golden, though. Well, we're getting Steve in the back to figure that out for us. But uh, a last pick, I got the Colorado Avalanche downing the Buffalo Sabres in some hockey action today. So Cre- Rory the Panther. <laughs> the they're pan- just the Panthers. The Panthers. All right, Creighton with the win. Florida Atlanta covers the spread, and the Avalanche take down the Sabres tonight's mocky. It's my picks for today. Very good. It's been a while since we give an update. Do you want to shout out what the numbers are for the season for Parker's picks? Um, calculations as of yesterday, give or take. Locks are 156 and 96 on the season. Uh, bonus picks are 267 and 194 on the season. So we're we're up. Comfortably above 500. We're, we are very much above 500. So that, that's all I ask for. If I can get like 60% on both of these, I'd be happy. But we're we're getting to crunch time towards the end of the season. So we're, uh, we're trying to make that number as nice. If we can get to 162 on locks and if we can cross 275 on bonuses, you know, I'll call, I'll call that a win for 2023. I'm not a guy that buys in on just absurd Twitter rumors very Uh-oh. often, but there's a lot of overnight smoke on this uh, potential move in Major League Baseball that may just ruin professional baseball. Uh, are you, have you guys seen any anything about this potential trade that people are saying may be going down in the coming hours? Let's hear it. What's up? Tyler Glass now and Rose, Randy or Rosarena to the Dodgers. Mm. Oh, no. Interesting. Please don't. <laughs> no. As we talked about how bad the pitching staff was for the Dodgers, uh, especially since Dustin May is injured right now. That would do a lot to help. Uh, man, Randy, or, oh, my goodness. There's no chance they trade a Rosarena, too, in that deal, right? This is what the Rays do. When it's time to pay these guys, they ship them out. Yeah. So I, it, it's not the most unbelievable thing. They, they ship them out for prospects in the upper minors and then develop those guys into the next about, Randy or Rosarena that they ship out in three years. And then about 60 to 70% of those guys pan out, and the other 30% are, um, what was that guy's name? The Pirates outfielder, Austin uh, Meadows. Austin Meadows. Yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, speaking of the Pirates. <laughs> shout out to Rowdy Telez. Yeah, they signed Rowdy Telez. That's a that's it's a big huge. move. Thanks, Ben Sherrington. And then the literally paper. it's a big move. Yeah, he's a large man. And then of course, uh Andy Rodriguez tears his UCL oh. swinging a bat in a winter league game and he's out for the year. People are saying to abolish winter leagues. Those people are stupid. Yeah, those people are stupid. Um but yeah, uh can we please make it a little easier on me for like <laughs> once? 
Well, Please. you know, the Pirates are a year away from being a year away from being a year away. So, As always. You've got some time. You've go. you oh. got Paul Skeens in a few years. It's true. Uh, Paul Skeens might Paul pitch Skeens this year. Like July. He can pitch now. I mean, absolutely. Uh, guys, as I mentioned, we've got a pretty cool opportunity coming up down the wire. If you haven't gotten enough of your Panhandle Sports Live crew fix, uh, you're going to get an opportunity to do so over the next couple of days as we head out to Deep Creek. And you don't have to give me a major reason to ever go to Deep Creek, but uh, you throw some pretty high-level prep basketball into that. Uh, and that's certainly the case. Through League Ready Television, the three of us have been recruited to call a couple of games over the next couple of days. Uh, League Ready, you can find on YouTube, by the way, if you want to catch these live streams. With tip-off times tomorrow at 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 6 o'clock, and then 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock on Friday, listen to some of these teams. Legacy Early College, Veritas Academy, La Lumiere, Canyon International Academy, Brewster Academy, Orangeville Academy, uh, and Bishop O'Connell. So there's going to be an opportunity, uh, Daniel Woods, we were going through some of the notes of some of the players that we're going to call. There are guys that hold multiple Power 5 offers. There are multiple guys that are in the ESPN Top 100. This is a high level of basketball that we've been recruited to go over and call. And again, this is not affiliated with Metro News or Panhandle News Network. This is specifically on League Ready Television, but we're excited for the opportunity. Yeah, it's a, a really fun couple of days of basketball that are going to be coming up uh, in Deep Creek playing those games at Garrett College, which is uh, a very nice facility as well. Um, so looking forward to that. Like you said, some of the best prospects in the nation. Uh, Bishop O'Connell's Bryson Tucker is a guy that is looked at as as one of the most coveted prospects in the country. Jaden Harrelson uh, from La Lumiere is another guy that pretty much everybody in the country wants. Uh, so it's it's some of the best high school programs uh, that college or that the United States has to offer, and even one of the best in Canada with uh, Orangeville Prep coming down. Have you ever been to Deep Creek, Parkerstone? I have not. This will be a first trip for mine over to Deep Creek, and looking again at the names that we're going to be seeing play some basketball the next two days is it's going to be some elite company because these are just some insane prospects that are going to be coming through the ranks. And these are programs that are historically known for very good basketball. You see some of the alums. Jamal Murray has played in one of these teams. You see Jordan Poole. You see Jaron Jackson. You see big-time big, big time players that played Jaden Ivey, who was a high lottery and that's pick. all La Lumiere. That's one of the schools. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the schools that have featured a lot of these players. And Orangeville, that's the school that featured Jamal Murray, of course, with the Canada Ties. Thon Maker, who was a lottery pick in the NBA draft a couple years ago. It's a, this is going to be a star-studded event. Donovan Mitchell, a former Brewster Academy alum as well. It's it's going to be a fun event. And to see the prospects and potentially the NBA and college stars of tomorrow is going to be a really fun opportunity to see all these guys. Well, we'll tweet out those links on our personal socials if you're interested in catching up with some prep basketball. And when we come back on Monday, we'll certainly talk about all the action that we see because all three of us are going out tomorrow uh, and then uh, Daniel Woods and Parker Stern are going back again on Friday, so they'll be back for the encore. I think it's going to be a lot of fun basketball. Uh, before we finish the show, and guys, get ready. Anything you want to say before we clear the airways? Once again, our broadcast schedule here on the Panhandle News Network for the next couple of days. Tonight, we've got Martinsburg High School girls basketball. They take on Petersburg, 7.30 tip-off. Daniel Woods has the call. Parker Stone has the call as the Berkeley Springs Indians will take on Hedgesville at 7.30 over on Cool 92.9. We've got some really exciting high school basketball as well here over the weekend. As Friday night, we've got Parkersburg South as they take on Musselman at 7.30, and then they take on Spring Mills on Saturday at 7 o'clock. 
o'clock. That's uh, a Parkersburg South team that's been to back-to-back state championship games, mixing it up with some of the EPAC's best. And then, as we mentioned, we've got that uh, trip to uh, the, the the Great Lakes, or the lake. What is it, Erie, up there in Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a ton of fun for Shepard on Monday and Tuesday. Guys, anything we want to touch on before we clear the airways? Um, well, there was a uh, big upset in high school boys basketball last night. St. Albans beat GW, who oh, a lot of huge. people has the At second. the buzzer. At the buzzer. Buzzer beating three-pointer came on a side floor inbound. Three-pointer St. Albans beats the currently number two ranked in the state in class quad A, GW. So that was exciting to see. And uh, Young-Hoo Lee from uh, Korea, he's heading to the San Francisco Giants. He signed a deal one of the stars of the WBC last year. He's going to join San Francisco on a... I think it's a five-year, $113 million deal. So a uh, good matchup for the Giants. They're excited what Lee's going to bring to the majors. A note from uh, one Kyle Wiggs this morning from the Metro News uh, Morning News. Young Hu Lee, the highest paid Asian hitter in Major League history. Hmm, wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. interesting. Also, uh, Daniel, really quickly, I think we're going to get some really spicy double view football news over the next couple of days that people may not like. It it seems fair uh, that it's it's starting to leak out that some members of that defense may be uh, on their way out as soon as the bowl game ends. Uh, but uh, some possibly good news that I was about to bring up is we are looking at the end of this week uh, potentially adding to that secondary. Aiden Garns, who is a very well-regarded defensive back transferring up from the FCS level from Duquesne, was on an official visit over the weekend. He was originally going to commit on the 20th of December. He's moved that up to this Friday, the 15th, and canceled a couple visits. Looks like he may be headed to the Mountaineers. Very interesting. Well, if you missed any or part of today's show on our interview with Hedgesville head girls basketball coach Matt Faircloth, we're going to be posting this episode coming up in just a couple of moments on our Panhandle News Network Spotify. You're not going to want to miss the award-winning Panhandle Live that comes your way at the top the hour for Daniel Woods, Parker Stone. I've been Luke Wicks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.